0: how many are men how many are women all right well it's it's different there's like 60 40 all right cool if i ask is your person a man i'm already off to a a head start because i'm going to eliminate 60 percent of the people awesome so i was just able to use logic versus
1: just asking random questions what is your decision making paradigm and and a cost value analysis is what do you value what are your core values if you value family you need to make your decisions based on that You know, is this what's best for my family? If you value your career and you value money, you got to make decisions based on that. Welcome to Next
0: Level University. I am your host, Kevin Paul Mary, And I am your co-host, Alan Lazarus. At Next Level University, we believe in a heart-driven, but no BS approach to holistic self-improvement for dream chasers.
1: We bring you seven episodes per week to help you level up your life, your love, your health, and your wealth.
0: Self-improvement in your pocket every day from anywhere for free. Welcome to Next Level University. Next Level Nation, welcome back to another episode of Next Level University where we help you level up your life, your love, your health, and your wealth. We hope you enjoyed our latest episode, episode number 1,587, one of the biggest things holding us back from great Today, for episode number 1,588, we're going to hit you with a quick one. How do you make your decisions? I was talking to somebody recently. I don't remember where it was, but we were talking about making decisions. And they said, have you always made decisions the way you make decisions today? And I said, absolutely not. No, 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 no. For most of my life, I have been a very emotional decision maker. I remember you and I were in the studio one time, Alan. and. We were having a conversation and this was the first time we had ever connected this. I would often say that I feel, I feel like, I feel like, you know, I really feel like, and you would always say, I think, I really think when I think about it. And we got to the point Mm -hmm. where I remember us having a conversation around the fact that I made most of my decisions based on emotion. You made most of your decisions based on logic. So that's really what I want to talk about today in this quick episode. How do you make your decisions? Are you making decisions emotionally or are you making decisions logically? There is an upside of both, there is a downside of both. The upside of making decisions emotionally is you'll most likely please a lot of the people in your life. Uh, in, yeah, a lot of the people in your life. In your in life. Your life. <laughs> <laughs> the downside is. It's very hard to do something consistently for a long period of time. <laughs> little that was fun for me. <laughs> little laugh break. Uh, oh, lock it up.
1: Man. I'm trying. Lock
0: it up. You good? It's locked. Mm-hmm. Consider it locked. Mm-hmm. So where was I? Oh, if you make emotional decisions... <laughs> You'll probably feel really good about what you're doing, and the people around you in your lives will probably be very happy. If you make <gasps> logical decisions, you're probably gonna be pretty successful, but you're probably gonna piss off a lot of people. Yeah. When you make logical decisions, that's when people's feelings get hurt because you're making decisions based on logic and not emotion. The other potential downside, we broke out laughing when I was saying this before. One of the reasons I think it's so hard to stay consistent is because when you're an emotional decision maker, when you're maybe an emotional thinker, on the day-to-day, there is no reason to do it. Emotionally, it feels bad and it kind of sucks and it doesn't feel like we're making progress anyway. Logically, in your mind, and you could speak to this way better than I, but logically, it's like, well, this is the only way to succeed anyway. and This is just what we have to do regardless of feeling or whatever it is. I don't want to make either of these wrong. I don't want to say either of these is um, putting you in trouble. I just want to talk about the potential upsides and downsides of both. And here's really what landed for me when I had that conversation with that person. I said, I am way more of a logical thinker than I've ever been, but I started up, out as a very emotional thinker, as an emotional decision maker, which I think really, really helps me with people. So I try to leverage the positive of being an emotional decision maker with the positive of being a logical decision maker and try to get rid of as
1: many of the negatives as possible. So if we were to look at the last six coming up on seven years working together, Kevin and I, he was pretty much more accurate than me almost every time when it came to other people. And I was pretty much accurate almost every time. I'd say... 90% of the time when it came to business or long-term strategy. And so what what we think here is or I think the a good way to think about this is righty and lefty. So Kev was definitely more emotionally intelligent than I was, and I was definitely more rational and logical and long-term strategic thinking. And we've kind of driven to five and and he was always better at relationships and friendships and people like him, that kind of thing. I was always better at business and success and and that kind of thing. And we We both were decent at both, so it's not like we were terrible, but, you know, I was much stronger in one than the other. And what I've come to understand, and there's so many ways you can slice this too. It's like inner work. Are you better at inner work or are you better at understanding the economy and how it works and skills and corporate and that kind of thing? And so I think of it as IQ and EQ. It's a simple way to think about it. EQ is emotional intelligence, emotional adaptability, emotional... Do you understand your emotions? Do you know how you're feeling? Do you know why you're feeling that way? Do you understand what triggers you? Do you uh, Is it self-awareness? How well do you know yourself? Okay, that's the EQ side. And I didn't have a lot of that, honestly. In hindsight, I I think I was kind of poor in that regard. But I understood how the economy worked, and I understood how business works, and I had a good resume, and I, you know, I I kind of joke. It's like, if you're high on the logical and rational side, you probably have a LinkedIn. I remember Kevin and I argued about this early on. I was like, dude, everyone has a LinkedIn. He was like, no, they don't. I didn't even know if I had heard like, what of are you it
0: talking about? at that point. Yeah, he had- <laughs> I would not have a LinkedIn if it wasn't for you and Mark Metry. Mark Metry
1: made me get one. He's like, dude, you need a LinkedIn. <laughs> he forced you. Forced We get you it to in get get the one. gym that day together. Yeah. And so now I understand a lot of our community doesn't have LinkedIn and that's okay. But emotionally driven people versus um, more logic, rationality. And so... I used to, and I'll be playful with this, but when I go on other shows and I talk about my speaking career, for lack of better phrasing, I said, I used to think I was a strong speaker. And I'm not saying that, putting myself down like I'm not a strong speaker. I am not nearly as strong of a speaker as I thought I used to be. For If, if I'm speaking to a group of engineers, I actually think I'm very good. I've come to realize, because Kevin has knocked it out of the park and connected with way more audiences, way better than I did. And I thought I was a stronger speaker than he was. And then I started to realize all of the audiences love him and they don't like my speech. And I never understood why, because I thought mine was more valuable, I'm not, you know, and it turns out they're emotionally driven and I'm not connecting. I'm not connecting well. So at the end of the day, everyone is one of two types. Okay. You are either a emotional being who also thinks, or you are a thinking being who also has emotions. I'm a thinking being who also has emotions, so if you resonate more with me, you most likely are on the more rational, strategic, long-term thinking, chess player side. If you resonate more with Kev, which is more likely, based on our community, you most likely make your decisions emotionally. And the cool part about this is because Kevin and I have worked together for so long, we've learned so much from each other. And now we kind of know the strengths and weaknesses of both sides so we can mitigate the weaknesses while amplifying the strengths. And so there's no right or wrong here. There's just righty or lefty. And the goal is to become more ambidextrous and more holistic. My name is Alex and I am a professional videographer who runs a production company out of Halifax, Nova Scotia. The one thing that I love about working with Alan is that right away he was able to come in and set up a system for me that makes sure that I am taking charge of my time and I'm taking the actionable steps that I need in order to progress towards my goals on a day-to-day basis. When I get off the phone with him, I always find that I am energized and I am getting the most out of what I do with my time.
0: There was one time I remember this moment. Mm -hmm. It was a year. I don't know what year, but in fact, it was a year of time that has happened. Okay. (laughs) I had bunk beds for some reason. Single, single, uh, only child. No reason to have bunk beds. Had bunk beds. Don't know why. I think I wanted bunk beds. I thought they were cool. I got bunk beds. Awesome. (laughs) I was hanging out with a couple of my friends. We were waiting on a Mike Tyson boxing match and we were playing chess. And I was running it. So I do some chess stuff too. Thank you. Nice. Yeah. I could probably take you. Maybe. (laughs) No chance. Not at chess? (laughs) No I'll take your rook and I'll take your
1: horsey and I will checkmate (laughs) you, son. The the fact that you call it a horsey (laughs) means probably not. Maybe I'm sandbagging you. You remember? Yeah, maybe. Uh, you remember when you were playing Guess Who and you were... Okay, so I recommended a book. So a, a book was recommended to me. Mm-hmm. It's going to make me look... By a past team member. I out know to let you going to make
0: me look bad. What Alan's going to say next is going to make me look bad. No, but it was no. a breakthrough for me.
1: That's not the goal. That, That's not go the goal. Ahead. The goal is never to make you look bad. The goal is to educate myself and others. All right, so... Which, hey, Alessandro... That is rec- the most logical thing to say ever
0: of all time. The way you just said it. <laughs> it's the most logical... What it is my goal is not to hurt your feelings, but it's to educate myself and others. That's basically like <laughs> logically, this is what makes the most sense.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's my truth. All right. So that's why I'm doing this, nah, man. I'll just tease him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's funny. So I was recommended a book. Shout out to Alessandro, past team member, called Algorithms to Live By. And it's a computer scientist's approach to making decisions, which is what this episode's about. And Kevin. I recommended said book to Kevin Mm -hmm. and he learned a lot. It was really cool because it's all based on constraint theory and chaos theory and decision making paradigms. It's, it's awesome. It's an awesome book, but it's also really challenging book. Um, As a computer engineer, I kind of already understood and studied all those concepts, game theory, all stuff, but a lot of people don't think that way. And so Kevin was like, dude, do you think like this? And I genuinely, from a genuine place, as arrogant as it might sound, I was like, do you not? Because this was back in the early days when I didn't understand the differences, I did not get it, and and so uh, Kev, what was your experience with algorithms to live by, and what do you recommend? To it was yeah, it was wild. It was I don't remember exactly. I've read
0: so many books since then, I don't remember the things that stuck out, like the lessons or examples. (laughs) <laughs> Were they leather bound? I've just read, <laughs> you know, you like I just like. I just devour I just devour a book a day. So it's like, I've just read so many since then. I can barely even remember that one. Oh, I love no, it. Man. I didn't mean it that way. Uh, it just helped me understand that if you're looking at data, it's going to help you make better decisions. And I was never looking at data. And Tara and I went uh, for one of our date days, we went to a, a local brewery and breweries have card games and board games. And she's like, when's the last time you played Guess Who? And I said, I don't know, if, years, maybe ever. I don't know if I've ever played Guess Who. And when we started playing Guess Who, I was like, oh my goodness. I can use some logic here. Let me count mm-hmm. how many how many are men, how many are women. All right, well, it's different. There's like 60, 40. All right, cool. If I ask, is your person a man? I'm already off to a head start because I'm going to eliminate 60% of the people. Awesome. So I was just able to use logic versus just asking random questions. Now, I know that's a silly, again, that's kind of a silly example, but that's a really good example of logic versus just emotionally saying, oh, I don't know, uh, I don't know. Uh, is your person attractive? You think your person's attractive? or Versus saying, logically, let me break down the numbers. Okay, there's 20 people. X amount of this, X amount of that, X amount of that. What are the highest likelihoods of me getting a good piece of information?
1: Yeah, really good. I was on a coaching session with Emilia and Bianca recently, and it's a, a sort of a it's a business coaching session essentially. And we were talking about a decision making paradigm, and I was trying to help them understand. So when when Emilia and I got this house, we did a cost value analysis. And a cost value analysis it sounds intense, but it's really cool and it's really simple. Take your top three core values, and then rate them. From zero to 10. So maybe, you know, for me, legacy is 10, humility is eight, and mastery is nine. Okay. That's where you make your decisions from. So, so when we bought this house, before we bought this house, she said, What's important to you in a house? And I said, Good Wi Fi, close to the gym. That was it. That was as much as I had. And she, she had all this cool stuff. She had cathedral ceilings and skylights, and it has to have a garage. And by the way, thank goodness, because I live in a shack. We live it at the gym. (laughs) We have Wi-Fi. And when we do get another home, you know, because we're already dream dreaming about our next home, I'm gonna have way more. I I was pulling out of the garage in in her Tesla recently, and I said, "We're gonna need a bigger garage. This garage is like tight. It's too tight. Not big enough. We have a lot of crap. Honestly, we got to get rid of some of our crap. Seriously. But anyways, the point is, is we need a bigger garage. I didn't even care about garage, but back then. I love skylights. Now I get to see the stars every night, right? I'm spoiled these days. Great. But anyways, her, she, she knew more about houses. She was in real estate. She, she, her family owns a lot of real estate. She's been growing up around homes and understanding the difference between, you know, Wayne's coating and all this. I don't know for me, countertop, countertop, marble countertop, regular countertop, whatever. Like, I know food, (laughs) right? I know certain things really well. So anyways, my point is, what is your decision-making paradigm? And and a cost-value analysis is what do you value? What are your core values? If you value family, you need to make your decisions based on that. You know, is this what's best for my family? If you value your career and you value money, you got to make decisions based on that. And so there's a logic to all of this. But at the end of the day, if you are naturally emotionally driven, you probably can work on the logic, whereas I have to be the opposite. I'm working on emotional intelligence and I I often joke, but I, if you want, I had dozens of coaches and mentors. What I really needed was a therapist. People who have therapists, Kev had a therapist in his twenties. He he actually needed coaches and mentors. And so what you want isn't always what you need because we're all righty or lefty. And we all have this tendency of wanting to stay good at what we're already good at. And last thing before we go, because I know you have a coaching call here shortly.
0: This goes to the episode of uh, are you running from what you need the most? I am the most logical I've ever been in terms of my decision making, but it wouldn't be this, the case if I didn't spend so much time with Alan. And in the beginning, it can be heavy. That can be a heavy realization of like, do you always make your decisions like this? I remember, remember we wanted to, we were in California for an event and I was like, dude, we should just go get like a nice dinner tonight. Just like, to visualize what that would be like. You know, we're on the the West Coast, the Pacific Coast Highway. Let's go to fancy dinner. And you're like, that's the dumbest shit I've ever heard in my life. why don't we
1: just get in and out? That wasn't my That was exactly the response, probably. Why don't we just get it in and out again? Instead we ended up going to we we <laughs> We ended up going to that van on the side of the Pacific Coast Highway. With, yeah, yeah, that was good. We got tacos.
0: Remember that was I delicious. was sweating yeah. we were getting ready for an episode, recording an episode with Dr. Nikki Starr in Malibu and I'm on the side of the road eating some sort of burrito, I was sweating profusely, and I was like, oh my goodness, <laughs> this can't be it. All right. We, that was beautiful. It was beautiful. I intend on going back there for sure. Shout out to anybody who lives in California, near the Pacific Coast Highway. I am truly envious of you. All right, we got to go. Tomorrow, for episode number 1,589, Alan, I, I bumped this one up for you, so, so you'll be happy. The two types of self-belief. This is something that mm-hmm. Alan and Bianca and Emilia were talking about, I believe, so we're going to do mm-hmm. an episode on that. Tomorrow. As always, we love you. We appreciate you. Grateful for each and every one of you. And at NLU, we don't have fans. We have family. We will talk to you all tomorrow. Stay ambidextrous. Next level nation. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Next Level University. We love connecting with the Next Level
1: family. We mean it when we say family. If you ever need anything, please reach out to us directly. Everything you need to get a hold of us is in the show notes. Thank you again, and we will talk to you tomorrow.